Our mission is to discuss extraction, processing, business practices, and lessons learned with the established experts of the extraction process. This is Mission Supercritical, a service of Apex Supercritical, the leading CO2 extraction equipment manufacturer. Now, here to navigate our broadcast is a U.S. Navy veteran and the founder and president of Apex Supercritical, Andy Joseph. Okay, welcome to Mission Supercritical, an exclusive radio show that highlights the extraordinary individual success stories of Apex Supercritical's more than 500 customers operating in the cannabis industry. And then some. Today we got a special guest who's not necessarily a customer, but somebody we've been working closely with for a while, Jim Leonard from the village of Johnstown. Jim, welcome to the show. Appreciate the invitation. All right, so so Jim, we've uh, we've been working together here now for I don't know three, four, maybe even five years. Um, as, as a as a little bit of background information, you're the village manager for the uh, for the city or village of Johnstown. I guess it's going to be a city pretty soon. Tell me a little bit about you know your your background and you know what a village village manager does. A little bit different for uh, most of the listeners or listeners in our audience here. Sure. Yeah. Um, think of uh, a village manager as as kind of a the uh, CEO of the organization. Uh, I do report to seven council members, um, and then they set the policy, and I have to fulfill those policies. And then I have staff directly under me, uh, police chief, finance director, all the department heads. And um, that's kind of how the structure works, uh, at least um, a majority. A lot of the municipalities in Ohio have the council manager form. So uh, think of me as the CEO of an organization. So you're the you're the president of the city, basically. You know, you, you're in charge of of making sure that you know the the roads are clear, the the pavements not all potholed up, that the crappers are flushing. Uh, basically, all the all the infrastructure portion of the city is that a, is that a good summary? Yeah, all infrastructure, all finances, everything uh, is my responsibility. Ultimately, um, yeah, make sure the city is operating as it should. Right, and uh, one of the things that uh, that I, th- I thought was interesting is you're actually in charge of the uh, police force as well. Yeah, I, I am. Um, we our our government set up with a police department. We do not have a fire department, but um, the police chief does report directly to the uh, village manager here in Johnstown. Right, so you're you're not actually a, a law enforcement official yourself, but you manage the the police force and you know do the hiring and firing and that kind of stuff. Uh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, I have no background in, in law enforcement, and that's uh, I, I bank on the chief for that. Right. <laughs> so you can't uh, you can't do anything do arresting yourself. Nope. Nothing like that. Uh, which I'm fine with. Right. Right. Other than maybe a citizen's arrest. I suppose you could probably do it every once in a while. Sure. Right? <laughs> absolutely. All right. So, all right. So you're the you're the village manager. You're in charge of the 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 city, the town, and and um, so. You know, I want to want to kind of get into you know a little bit about how we met and started talking about the the cannabis industry. Uh, if you remember, you know, kind of four or five years ago, I came to the village and said, "Hey, I, you know, we build Apex Supercritical builds extraction equipment, and uh, you know, mostly for the cannabis industry, and I want to build a manufacturing facility." Um, I don't know, remember? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know if you remember that uh, that engagement, but you know, dig back deep there and tell me what you know. What was your first yeah. thoughts? What were some of your initial perceptions? Yeah, I think one of our first meetings was in your in your home, um, in your little office there, and you know you had your dogs running around and the kids were going crazy trying to get ready for school, and um, no, I, it was a great meeting uh, meeting you and, and Kristen, and we uh, 
headed on out up to the uh, barn where it uh, all began and uh, toured the facility. And I remember uh, basically walking through your barn and, and you had equipment and people everywhere and um, you were busting at the seams and, and you had the idea of, of coming into the Johnstown Business Park uh, with a new facility and, and it kind of started the relationship right then and there. Right. And so, you know, as a, as a village manager and, or the, you know, kind of the, the, the liaison between the village council, right. Who would approve or disprove that kind of stuff. You know, right. how did you, how did you, we had our initial conversation, want to build this stuff. How did you, uh, how do you typically approach council and, and what might've been a little bit different about our case? Um, I, I told them, uh, exactly the way I felt about the situation. Obviously, it was a veteran-owned business that was in the manufacturing business. Um, the same as some companies, you know, uh, uh, produce a product or produce a service. You guys did that just that. Uh, however, your service, your product was uh, mainly used in the marijuana industry, which at that time was not legal in the state of Ohio, but uh, your machines were used in places that it was legal. So uh, very upfront with council at the very beginning, uh, no sense in hiding anything. And uh, at that time, uh, I did not hear any objection and actually uh, a lot of support for your manufacturing business uh, coming into the village. Right. And that's, that's real key. There was a lot of support, you know, right out of the get go. Um, you know, there was obviously the, the, the marijuana or cannabis word that was thrown around quite a bit. Um, you know, I've, I've got a, a funny story. You mentioned we, you met me initially in my house. Um, we started Apex Supercritical in a pole barn in the backyard. And, you know, it wasn't too long after we did that that, you know, we became the, the weed people. We were the marijuana guys. Yeah. And uh, at some point in time, we ended up getting, um, we stopped getting invited to the, the, the local barbecue and the, you know, the, the, the neighborhood block party, I suppose. <laughs> and, you know, I always thought it was because, you know, always wondered, I, I guess it was the weed stuff. Did, was there any initial perceptions that any of the council folks heard of, of Apex Supercritical prior to your introduction? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I, I don't believe so. Digging back in my memories, I, I don't believe there was any preconceived notions at that point. Um, there, you know, as, as Apex grew into the new building and you, know, you, you talked to people and um, you were the weed people. Uh, people actually thought you were growing weed out there and, and uh, <laughs> it was kind of a hush-hush operation. But, you know, it, it was education. And that's the the whole cannabis industry, at least in the village of Johnstown, has been education. And so back then, and, and as you guys grew into your facility, it's always been, you know, education. There's, there's no weed plants in the facility and they're not processing it there. It's mainly manufacturing. So going back to your question, I, I don't think there was any preconceived notions uh, from our council members about what your operations were, uh, what operations you were conducting in your building. Right. Good. Well, that's it's it's good to hear. I didn't I didn't think there was any either, but I figured I'd put you on the spot here on the radio show. But so not a problem. You know, <laughs> so let's let's fast forward a little bit here. So we we you know we talk. Andy you know Andy introduces it to you to Apex Supercritical. We want to build a seventeen thousand square foot manufacturing facility here in the village of Johnstown, right? It's jobs, but it's in the in the marijuana industry. Did you get any initial pushback, um, you know, once kind of became public that, that Apex Supercritical was going to build a building and it had something to do with marijuana? Did you get any pushback from the, the public back in the initial construction days? No, I, I think people didn't. I think back in the initial uh, building of your facility, I think it was a, a, a 
it was mainly manufacturing was the was the buzzword it, it wasn't the cannabis it wasn't the marijuana i think people were excited that you were bringing i think initially 30 jobs or something into the village or or we're ramping up to 30 jobs so that is what people wanted you know livable wages uh well-earned uh income here in the village so in the very beginning uh i ne- i was never told of any concerns about you know apex being involved in the cannabis and marijuana industry great and so and so new new business coming to town everybody's excited jobs tax revenue, yep. you know, all that, uh, all that kind of stuff kind of as a little bit of a digression. Tell me a little bit about the, um, about the impact of, of manufacturing, but any business, not, not our business or just manufacturing, but you know, what's the impact of a business versus uh, a home or, or, you know, a, sure. a group of homes being built for the village? Yeah. So, so any community uh, wants the manufacturing, they want the well, well-paying jobs because if, it costs the community less to provide services to a manufacturing facility than it does uh, a single family home or, or even a multifamily home or, or condo. Um, you know, rarely do we run to a manufacturing facility for police and fire protection. We don't have to educate, educate kids that are, you know, I mean, there's no kids in a manufacturing facility, so they don't go to school. So those are the main drivers, um, uh, as well as snow plowing, you know, you have a private parking lot as a manufacturer. You know, we don't have to plow a public street that, say, uh, a 200-unit single-family dwelling complex would have. Uh, I would much rather see that 200-unit complex be manufacturing space than residential. It, it costs about $1.30 to provide services to a residential land use for every dollar generated by that land use. So we're in the whole 30 cents. We're manufacturing, commercial, industrial, all the non-residential uses, they cost about 40 cents for every dollar generated. So we're making 60 cents for every dollar generated after we pay for services. So residential is usually a drain on a community in terms of cost of providing services, but uh, that is balanced out with the attraction and the, uh, success of manufacturers in a community right right so so people are losers and uh you know manufacturing businesses are winners as far as the, the village finances are concerned but obviously you have to have both yes. in order to make it work so finding the balance keeping yep. a good balance of residential and industrial is, is probably every city's goal i'd imagine so absolutely you know, this so the time frame was 2014 kind of kind of there you know we're, we're we're past the recession but we're not completely out of it yet and uh how was johnstown doing at, at the time um in that 2013-14 as far as you know other manufacturing businesses was was the was the industrial park booming was it kind of on a decline how was the how was the situation yeah we uh we were kind of steady we took a big hit with the loss of uh about a 400 employee employer at uh, consolidated operations. So we had a, a huge building million or a hundred thousand square foot building uh, become vacant. Uh, other businesses were stable, but they were not hiring any more people, but uh, they weren't laying off. So they're kind of holding steady. So we lost about 400 employees, uh, which obviously hurts the, uh, the village coffers uh, when apex started building their facility. So, there hadn't been any positive movement in the in the business park for uh, probably since 2008 when uh, that large employer came and then subsequently left in uh, 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. So 
before you guys, uh, it was pretty stagnant at that time. Right, right. So that's that's what I remember too. You know, I, I lived, I moved in Johnstown around 2006, and uh, you know, the I, other than that, you know, the large employer that was here didn't seem like there was really a whole lot of uh, you know growth going on one way or another. So, and that, that was nope. always an important driver for us, you know, as, as me with, uh, with five kids in, uh, in, in Johnstown schools, it was important to me and, and my wife, Kristen, to bring manufacturing here to, uh, to Johnstown and, and, you know, try to grow our business here because it was important that, uh, that was a, that was a real important thing for us. So, all right, Jim, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, groundbreaking and and a uh, certain state representative that uh, did a groundbreaking ceremony, and um, maybe then we'll we'll get into some of the the more plant touching side of the business that we we just recently had here in Ohio. We'll regroup for more mission supercritical after we hear from our sponsors. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Look at how people are transforming cannabis from the shadows of the black market into a cash crop that draws in cannabis from Hollywood to Wall Street. Lewis Goldberg and Ann Donahue prove the green rush is real. Wednesday, on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Today's host, we've got Jim Leonard, village manager, city of Johnstown, or village of Johnstown. Are we a city yet, Jim? Uh, no, not until the 2020 census, uh, 5,000 uh, residents. Okay, so, we so, we're, so we're still, so you're a village manager because it's still a village. I guess that uh, makes a little bit of sense. Duh. Um, all right, so um, we talked a little bit about, you know, Apex is growing in my backyard, doing it in a pole barn, which I want to get, want to, uh, want to continue to grow and, and, uh, you know, open a, a legitimate manufacturing facility, 17,000 square feet here in the Johnstown Industrial Park. Village Council says, hey, this is great. We've got jobs. 
right? You know, jobs cost us about 40 mm-hmm. cents. You know, industrial costs about 40 cents, where residential is $1.30 for every dollar that comes in. So, hey, this is great. Everybody's super pumped about it. We start the manufacturing process, and we do a groundbreaking ceremony, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I've, got a, I've got a great recollection of, you know, we, we had our state representative at the time uh, who, who did our uh, groundbreaking ceremony, spoke at the groundbreaking ceremony, was super happy and pumped about the, the jobs and that kind of stuff that were coming in. And then uh, we had a, you know, after party, if you want to call it, at, at my, uh, in my pole barn. And so yep. when we got back to the pole barn, um, you know, we had, I don't know, she, I think there was probably 100, maybe 150 people there and uh, crammed in my you know, front yard in my pole barn. And, uh, you know, a certain state senator notices that there's, uh, you know, a couple of magazines laying on the uh, laying on the on a table there in the middle of the shop um you know one of them being cannabis business times marijuana business daily and and a couple other ones there and he freaked out right he, he, he just disappeared uh you know didn't say bye to anybody just you know completely disappeared i heard later from a couple of different folks that you know he had no idea that the you know the product that we were manufacturing had anything to do with marijuana right so you know i was kind of surprised that, that somebody would be in that in the dark about it but by the same token uh, I was also surprised, you know, how um, uh, against it, I, I suppose, is the is the right way to say it. He was. What's your recollection around that time frame and and talking to the senator? I, yeah, I know you've got some some conversations with him. Yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, I, I remember that. Uh, you know, and and so uh, a lot of the medical marijuana issue here in the state of Ohio. Uh, it's kind of polarizing for some people, um, you know, and, and you talk to people, you try and educate them, you try and get them on board with, with what is happening around us. And, uh, some people just don't come around to the idea of this is happening and it's legal at the state of Ohio. And, and it's a little frustrating when, when this was such a great idea, you know, 30 minutes ago and, uh, nothing has really changed except for there's a magazine on the coffee table or there's a magazine in the pole barn. So, yeah, I mean, it's um, his decision to uh, to either support or not support the business. Unfortunately, uh, I, I don't think he does anymore, knowing that it's a it's a cannabis uh, business, more or less. Uh, and that's unfortunate. We have a state representative now who is supportive, uh, wonderfully supportive of the business and the industry. Um, and, and hopefully that state senator uh, sometime will uh, will come around as well. Right. Right. That's, that's a good point. So then it, it's worth mentioning that he appears to be in the in the you know minority, I think probably a large minority, but certainly in the minority nonetheless. But, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, uh, that's, you know, an interesting thing for me at that point in time, I was under the perception that everybody was supportive, especially the guy that was speaking at our groundbreaking ceremony, um, yeah. you know, to find out yeah. that he he wasn't supportive and, and, you know, was was almost afraid of it. Um, that was that was quite a surprise. So. All right. So let's no, fast forward. Now, now, so that's, you know, Apex Supercritical, we manufacture equipment, we don't actually touch the plants, we're manufacturing jobs, right, we've got a, a sense of legitimacy, we're building a building. Now, state of Ohio legalizes medical marijuana, right? And if I remember correctly, it was about uh, August of 2015, I think it was, maybe, or no, it was 2016, when, uh, you know, I kind of approached you guys and said, hey, there's a, there's a, there's an opportunity here. Um, in the in the form of medical marijuana, um, tell me about that. You know, what do you what do you remember, and and what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it was an initial discussion between you and I, and we thought, you know, I think uh, 
the constitutional amendment went down in a, a ball of flames and the state legislators were now working on a, on a plan to get medical marijuana into the state of Ohio. Um, so we had that conversation and I took it to our three member economic development committee and said, Hey, here's an idea that, that Andy's presenting. And I think it's worth investigating. And, uh, lo and behold, those three members were on board. Um, they, they, I think then invited you to full council for, uh, you know, a, a little presentation and an idea of, of this creating a medical cannabis campus, you know, in our fledgling business park that, that hadn't seen activity in a while. So, um, you know, that's got the ball rolling. Uh, there was a ton of media there, newspapers and whatnot. And, uh, because in the state of Ohio, you can opt out of the medical marijuana program. You can basically say it's not welcome in our community anywhere. Uh, we were the first community that I know of in the state of Ohio to say, no, you know, we're, we're not going to do that. We're going to investigate this and learn more about the industry. And that got us a lot of press and a, a lot of, uh, recognition throughout the state of Ohio. Right. As, as being the, the, what I recall again, as you said, is the, the first to really open with welcome arms, you know, or welcome, open, <laughs> welcome with open arms, the, the, yeah. the marijuana industry as a whole, you know, it wasn't really just, just apex or anything like that. It was the idea that, Hey, this is an economic development opportunity, you know, that's twofold. It can help patients. It can help, you know, people with, uh, with certain ailments. And obviously it can also bring jobs and, and have economic development opportunity for the, for the village of Johnstown. But, I know that there are a couple of people that might have been um, a little hesitant towards it, and so you know, you and I put together a, an educational session. Um, you know, we we brought in a couple of different folks, Dr. Sue Sisley being you know one of them, uh, most notably. Uh, you, tell me your your thoughts on that. You know, and, and kind of give me a little bit of uh, the landscape prior to that meeting with City Council and the and, and the mayor and those guys, and you know after that meeting, well, was there was there a change that helped that educational process? Yeah, I, I think any time, I would probably say there was a half dozen times that there was an opportunity to learn about the medical marijuana industry for our council members, you know, like these big things, like you said, the, the meeting with Sue, Dr. Sue Sicily. You know, I, I think going in with myself, uh, having no idea about medical marijuana uh, and council members not having any idea, there's there's automatic skepticism. And I think that's just human nature around us uh, growing up uh, you know, with, uh, just say no to drugs and, and it's illegal, it's a tier one substance. So I think everybody automatically is, is leery of it. So going into those meetings, going into an educational session with, uh, a respected and, and well-versed individual in medical marijuana was crucial to the village continuing our, our openness to the industry. So if, if those items hadn't happened, if those educational, sessions or meetings, whatever you want to call it, didn't happen, I don't believe our community would have stayed as open as we are today. Uh, I think maybe uh, that door would have shut just a little bit and, and maybe not opened back up. So I think that education, that uh, component to this whole program that we've done was uh, critical to the success of uh, Johnstown being open to the industry. Right, and, and I agree. It, it seemed like the uh, the entire, you know, not just the council, but it seemed almost like the the whole city kind of had a different 
viewpoint of medical marijuana, recognizing that it isn't just this evil, evil drug that, you know, and uh, have memories of the, the egg breaking home and on the frying pan and going, wow, that, that seems like a terrible idea. Um, getting past right. that and recognizing not just the economic development opportunities, but I think this is where the education really came in is, is recognizing that it truly does help people with, you know, a variety of ailments, you know, whether it's, it's um, dealing with the effects of chemotherapy and cannabis patients or epileptics, uh, epileptic diseases with uh, those kind of different, you know, ailments um, and even PTSD, you know, for veterans. I think that yeah. was a, a, a real big eye opener. And that's certainly where Dr. Sue Sisley is working all the time. So, all right. Yeah, and I, Jim, I recall, I believe uh, the uh, American Legion came to a council meeting and supported the uh, idea of medical marijuana in the village as well. So, yeah, uh, that, that's right. That was uh, that was that was great. You know, having the American Legion come out. That's a uh, that's actually kind of a, a funny story. Shortly after uh, shortly after Doctor Sue Sisley came through, uh, we I invited the the American Legion to the uh, to the table and and had a little session with them. Uh, not with Doctor Sue, just with myself. It was you know ten maybe twelve um, folks that were uh, experienced and 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 age, and they wanted to you know come in and learn a little bit about it and sat down initially with, you know, arms crossed and, and shrugs and, you know, shoulder shruggings and things like that. Um, I showed him some of the sheets that Dr. Sue had, had given to us that had the different ailments that have been, you know, shown to be effective for cannabis treatments. You can watch them flip through the different sheets and they kind of pick the one out that they've got or, or the one that uh, somebody that they know has and almost instantaneously can watch their, their eyes turn and their faces turn around and their whole attitude and demeanor changes. And they're like, oh, wow, this is, this is interesting. I might, I might personally be able to benefit from it you know and i I think that's one of the real keys that that everybody's got to go through is their own personal journey their own personal experience um whether it's themselves directly or whether somebody they know to turn the corner and and you know get past all the 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 don't you know just say no to drugs and don't do drugs kind of stuff and recognize hey this is actually something that could truly help people and and uh that becomes really important so all right jim we're uh, we're going to take another quick break uh, when we come back, I want to talk about kind of the futures, right? So you're you're in a position now as as sort of a an industry expert or a village you know council expert and and uh, doing seminars and presentations. I want to talk about some of the stuff that uh, is important that that you know a, a new a new village council or a new uh, new village manager city manager um, might want to know if he's going to try to do something similar to what you've done over the past two or three years. We'll regroup for more mission super critical after we hear from our sponsors. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. What do master growers, dispensary owners, extraction artists, and infusion chefs all have in common? They'll all be in Denver, Colorado at NCIA Seed the Sales Show, February 7th and 8th. Don't miss a chance to learn alongside 3,000 of the cannabis industry's best and brightest in three highly focused tracks about cultivation, infused products and extractions, and business strategies and innovation. Network and shop for all of your business needs across 40,000 square feet of Expo 4. NCIA Seed the Sales Show. SeedTheSalesShow.com. 
The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, Sean Eubanks hosts Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting, Wednesdays on demand, only on CannabisRadio.com. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Today we've got Jim Leonard, Village Manager, Village of Johnstown. So, Jim, we you know we talked a little bit about uh, kind of the history of Apex and then uh, the transition for Johnstown to become uh, you know open arms and and move into a situation where you guys are telling the, the state of Ohio, hey, we are welcoming of medical marijuana. Not only are we not going to opt out, but we're going to effectively opt in. And um, like you said, it got a lot of press, got a lot of attention as as the first ones because you know, it was it was very leading edge. It was way way in front of anybody else coming out. And, and you know, welcoming or even being open to the idea, and now with the the state of Ohio, at last count I had, there were sixty or seventy different communities that had opted out, um, basically saying we don't want medical marijuana of any way, shape, or form, whether it's the production, whether it's dispensaries, um, and you know, a few now that licenses have been issued for cultivation, uh, a few have, have opted in and maybe kind of seen the light. But so, from your perspective as a as a village manager, you know. What do you think that a, a new guy, a new city, a new township who's being faced with this, you know, proposition of, of cultivation or dispensing, what do you think they should do and or what, what would be kind of your lessons learned having gone through it? Uh, I think first and foremost is, is not to just slam the door when when approached by a, by a cannabis business or, or whatnot. Um, I think it's important to learn and to listen to what that business has to say. Uh, as I stated before, education is the key to, to this whole thing. Um, so listen to what the, the business has to offer, what exactly is going to happen with that business. You know, dispensaries uh, have a huge uh, regulatory uh, blanket on them from the state of Ohio. So um, knowing those uh, regulations at the state, knowing what you want as a community, and then make a decision as to whether or not this is best for the community. It, it may not, you know, some communities have investigated the industry and, and have looked at what it could or could not be and have said no, which is fine. I mean, there's plenty of, of reasons to do that. At least they investigated and, and, and took their time in understanding exactly what, or at least understanding to their ability what the industry could or, or cannot be, uh, and then go forward. So that right. that would be my advice to any city official is is at least listen uh, before decisions are made. Well, and so what what are some reasons that somebody that you know a village or a city might say no? Why why wouldn't they be interested in, in allowing the cannabis industry to to come in? I mean, if it's a money maker, what's the matter with letting the industry come in? Sure, uh, I, I think it goes back to the the uh, stigma of the industry. You know, they, uh, a political official such as a council member, city council member or whatnot may face pressure from their constituents, which 
the point of them being in that situation is to listen to their constituents. And some people may believe uh, increasing crime will happen or increased dependency on other drugs may happen or, or, you know, a, a whole bunch of things, you know, how is the building going to be secure? And some people just don't want to mess with it. Some people just might say, you know what, I'm not, I got enough headache. I'm not worried about it. Uh, so no, no medical marijuana in our community. So who knows? I mean, a lot of people have a lot of different reasons for a lot of different things. And, but I think those would be the main ones is, is pressure from community members. And then, uh, they, they don't know. So they, they shut the door because they don't want to, uh, deal with potential issues if, if, and when it ever happens. Right. And you had mentioned crime there. That's actually a good point. You know, your, your police chief had a, a pretty good, uh, pretty good, um, a pretty good take, you know, kind of an interesting opinion that I hadn't really considered before um, about it. I don't know how well you, you remember this or if he's talked to you about it, but at one point in time when we were discussing the, the floor plans for the cultivation facility that we applied for, um, you know, he didn't seem to have much of a care one way or another with how the floor plans were laid out, but he wanted to know, if, you know, one, if we've got security guards with guns so that our security guards don't shoot his cops and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, you know, he kind of he kind of alluded to, I don't really care about marijuana one way or another. I understand it can help people. But as a police officer and, and the police chief here in the village, we run into a situation where people think that because you know Johnstown is so open to the industry and, and the, the, the business side of medical marijuana in the state of Ohio, that it's just okay to do any kind of marijuana, legal or illegal yeah. otherwise. Right? And uh, you know, expound on that a little bit. You know, where, where's he coming from on that? Yeah, so we, we did have a conversation, and, and uh, our police chief was uh, open to the idea and basically told me, hey, if it's legal, it's legal. You know, he's uh, going to work. He works with all businesses on on their security plans if they have one or their evacuation procedures or whatnot or their active shooter drills. So his his point was it, it, to me and to the public was it's legal. Uh, personal opinions aside, you know, uh, I'll enforce the law as it is. Uh, his concern of, you know, Johnstown being known as a medical marijuana uh, embracer was something I hadn't thought of, and, and I would agree with him. I, my concern would be, well, Johnstown likes marijuana and, and is welcoming, so I'm going to go uh, try and grow 20 plants in my barn, and, and they're not going to worry about it. Right, or, so or smoke, I, a, smoke a joint while I'm walking down the road. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would hope, you know, that's pretty uh, – uh, the learning curve with the public would be pretty short on that, you know, once we started seeing that, if we started seeing that, you know, we could uh, put that to bed pretty easily. But uh, the growing and the other operations that were uh, on the black market was of a concern as well. But, yeah, we didn't, we didn't want people just thinking it was uh, – Johnstown was a safe zone for, for marijuana. Right. Right, and it's a interesting perspective. You know, I would always you always assume just the uh, the police are just against it because they want to be against it, and, and it was a legitimate point. You know, I I don't want people around here thinking that marijuana is you know just you know do whatever you want because we're supportive of the legal operations, and uh, I thought that was enlightening. So, all right, so yeah, here in Johnstown, that, oh, go ahead, Jim. No, I, I was just going to add. You know that that through this whole thing, people literally thought you know, the public thought you were going to be able to walk down the street smoking a joint. People, you know, when they heard medical marijuana was legal, 
they thought it was just going to be, you know, this onslaught of, of people just hanging out in the park, getting high, you know? So that was an, another educational component that I hit on a lot was it's non-combustible in the state of Ohio. So that cannot happen. So let's put that to bed as well. Right. Right. All right. So, so village of Johnstown embraces medical marijuana and uh, you know, you, you got a lot of press. So our, our little 5,000 person community ended up with, you know, quite a few applicants out of the 180 some odd applicants for the state of Ohio. Uh, what was the number four, five ended up uh, uh, five. We had, yeah. Five uh, total, one small license and four uh, large growers. Right, which is uh, which is great. I mean, that's you know, statistically, that's a, a huge number. So you know, kudos to, to you guys, the village of Johnstown, for embracing early and, and attracting the opportunity to come there. Uh, unfortunately, as as you know, I'm all too aware, um, Johnstown didn't get any licenses, um, as as did the entire um, central Ohio area, including Columbus. Um, no no marijuana licenses, cultivation licenses, anyway, were were issued. So um, you know, obviously a big hit. Uh, you know, how did that uh, how the how did the community feel about that? How did the village council feel about that? <laughs> we were actually sitting in a an economic development committee meeting with three members of council and myself and a couple staff members, and I got the email dinged on my phone, and I looked at it, and I as I was reading the list of the twelve large grow applications uh, that were awarded provisional licenses, they could see the dismay on my face, um, and right then and there. We knew at least at the initial onset that uh, we weren't going to get a license. We, as the village of Johnstown, weren't going to see a license there over in our business park, and it was it was frustrating um, for myself. Uh, I can't speak with council members. I knew they were disappointed as well. But you know, when you pour two two and a half years of your professional career into making sure this program is what we want and, and best for everybody involved, and then you get uh you don't get invited to the dance it kind of uh, hurts a little bit but you know we learned and we're you know still uh optimistic that maybe in the future if there's more licenses awarded that uh cultivation will still happen here in the village Right. And that's, you know, that is one of the unfortunate realities for from the, the city or village side is that you really can't pre-sort, you can't pre-select the, the, you know, the people you're going to allow to apply in your community. You're, you're kind of at the, the mercy of whoever wants to be there. You just have to be open and inviting, assuming that everything else is, is legal otherwise. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely disappointing. But um, so now, Jim, you're, you know, you're a professional cannabis village, uh, village manager, recommender kind of guy doing presentations all across the country. Um, it, it, let's say somebody wanted to get a hold of you and, and uh, either, you know, move their marijuana operation to the village of Johnstown or, you know, they're in a similar position to you where the city council or, or, you know, village manager or something along those lines. How might they go ahead and get a hold of you? Yeah, um, you can find me at uh, on the internet anywhere, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, my email address is uh, through the village of Johnstown is jleonard at johnstownohio.org or uh, Google my name. You can find me. I also have a private business as well. But, um, you know, I, I'm more than happy. I actually just landed from Vegas yesterday. I was out at an International Economic Development Council presentation. I was out, out there invited to speak about... Uh, the village's role in medical marijuana for uh, economic developers. So I was out there for four days uh, at that conference. So yeah, um, by all means, people can reach out to me and I can uh, help them any way I can. 
And and how was the conference? How how many people were there? And how well was it attended? Man, we we had uh, a total of uh, four of us were speaking about medical marijuana as an economic development driver, and there was probably a hundred people, at least a hundred people, maybe one twenty in attendance. Uh, we were scheduled to speak for about ninety minutes total, and we went uh, a good twenty minutes over that, so almost uh, two hours worth of discussion about medical marijuana and how we did it as a community and the economics of it as a, as an economic development driver. So it was uh, very worth uh, my time in attending and presenting as well as for those economic development professionals wanting to learn more about the industry. And that, uh, that's fantastic. Congratulations, Jim. And that, that's awesome. So hopefully uh, we'll Appreciate be able to, uh, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do a uh, sole processing license out there for, uh, for um, the, the village of Johnstown. I know uh, we submitted one yep. as Ohio Grown Therapies. Um, any other processing uh, opportunities go in for Johnstown? Do you know? Yeah, of? Uh, there's one other, uh, one other one across the street from your facility, Solomon Cultivation Corp. Okay. So uh, we have two applications in there for the processors. So fingers crossed, we'll still be able to bring medical marijuana to the village of Johnstown. We'll, uh, we'll see Hopefully. how it goes. <laughs> so, all right. Hey, Jim, we're, uh, we're out of time. I really appreciate you coming on the show today and, uh, and taking a few minutes. Not a problem. Appreciate the invite. All right. And uh, for, for the rest of you listening, you know, I want to thank Jim Leonard, village manager of the village of Johnstown, for being on Mission Supercritical today. Look for other Mission Supercritical shows to learn more about our more than 500 customers operating in the cannabis industry today. Hope you get to join us. And until then, happy extracting and Jim, happy managing. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.